Fucking magic, bud. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Low Budget Hunter podcast. This is part two of the Reunite the Fight. Uh, uh, fuck, I fucked that up already. Uh, Whistling Wings for Warriors. It is a campaign that RTF is doing. This is the Michigan trip. Um, I have three guests with me. Um, Eric. Tim and Linda, these are the veterans that uh, got to come down on the trip. Uh, there was another veteran named Jim, but he's down at Scott's house. They're like really close. I think it's like his godfather or something. So he's the only veteran that didn't get to come. But uh, how are you guys doing? Doing great. Thank right. you so much for having us on yeah. the podcast. Yeah, no problem. It's a little fucking ghetto, but that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> that's Linda. Um, and then I got Tim. Say yes, I'm here. <laughs> yes, I'm, I don't know if the mic's know, working. Mic fuck it, fuck it. Yeah, and then we have <laughs> fucking Eric over here. How you doing? <laughs> Man, uh, right there is the fucking voice for radio. Let me fucking tell you. Late night radio. <laughs> Late night DJ FM. <laughs> <laughs> Late night with Eric Lee. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> we shoot. Dark. <laughs> <laughs> not official <laughs> okay no, so real quick um you guys obviously got to come on the trip uh sponsored by rtf um but before we get into that let's uh maybe say a little bit about yourself what you guys did in the service and all that fun stuff and maybe how long maybe say where you guys are from and you guys are all from colorado this was a all the veterans came out from colorado um, and maybe just explain like your family and what you do for fun and all that fun stuff. So Linda, we'll start with you first since you're right next to me. Um, take it away. So my name is Linda Drum. I served in the army from 2003 and I medically retired in 2015. I had a short break in service. Um, I was regular army and then I went over to Colorado army national guard. Um, during my time in the service, I was a heavy wheel mechanic. Uh, armor, I did some logistics, um, you know, and some other additional duties. I was stationed at 25th Infantry Division in Hawaii, uh, one, uh, first the 157th Infantry in Colorado, uh, 147th Field Artillery in Colorado. Um, let's see here. So I was invited to do a shotgun tournament by Paige uh, from LPR Construction. And that was a fundraiser that RTF got to be a part yes, of. Yes, yes. And um, they had a, they had another raffle that was going on that you have to buy tickets for, but this raffle was free raffle for, for, for veterans. all the veterans, yeah. For just veterans. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I told Eric, I was like, hey man, come over here. You got to fill a ticket, you know? Got a little oh, back. No, you, she ran out to me. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! You gotta get the free raffle. It's only for veterans. I'm yes, like, because like, that was so special. And a little little backstory, because obviously the listeners don't know. Eric and Linda know each other before this trip, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we're all friends from the lake. I'm good friends with his wife, and um, that's how we know Paige from LPR. And cool. Yeah. So what do you what do you do for fun other than um, obviously you're like in bodybuilding or yes. all so, that fun stuff. Yes, so I'm a wellness competitor. Um, I hunt all the time. 
you know, mostly in Texas, and usually it's big game. And um, what was really special for me, which we'll talk about later, I'm sure, is um, we got to go goose hunting, which is a new thing for me, and I enjoyed it so much that like I'm looking forward to going and buying a, a new blind for my new uh, it's hunting fetish. It's fucking it addicting. It is so addicting. What yeah. a great experience. And I what, seriously. What part of uh, Colorado are you in? Um, so I live in Littleton. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, we'll transfer over to Tim. Tim, uh, service and all that fun stuff. What did you do in hobbies and family, if you want to talk about it? Sure. So I served in the Marine Corps from 1996 to the year 2000. Uh, I was in the uh, uh, Marine Corps Intelligence. Uh, I was stationed in California. Uh, we uh, deployed to Okinawa and Korea while I was in twice. And... Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it for my Marine Corps career. Um, I obviously did not retire. I just spent four years in there. Um, and yeah, my company sent me on a clay shoot. And everybody was saying, hey, put your name in there. Put your name in there. Now, your company yes. does, LPR does the the contracting for your company, if Correct. I'm not mistaken. Right. You, you and I talked about it a little bit on the trip. Yeah, well, it's mainly an engineering company, but we also do like, drawings for steel and whatnot, which is where I came and come into play. I'm a steel detailer. Okay. And, um, and yeah, and then we also do the construction, which will, a lot of times we'll use LPR to direct the steel. Sure. Okay. So that's where we kind of come into play. That's how we know LPR. Okay. And um, so, yeah, I put my name in the raffle and, and it got Drew your name? Fuck yeah. yeah. Um, what part of Colorado are you in? I'm in Berthoud, Colorado. Berthoud. So okay. Right off I, of 25 there. Yeah, yeah, about an hour north of Denver. What do you like to do for fun? So I like anything outdoors. I will hunt, fish, hike. Uh, I also like to ride motorcycles. Nice. Cool. And you're yeah. doing some flip projects, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do a lot yeah. of flips. I have rentals. Yeah, Sweet. Like so you're a fucking busy dude. I am. Cool. And this was a nice break. Yeah, no, this was this was awesome. This was an awesome trip. Our third uh, veteran sure. is uh, Eric Leaf. Uh, Eric was actually in the Coast Guard. Uh, Eric, uh, tell us a little bit about you and uh, your time and uh, what you like to do and stuff. Wow, that's a lot to ask, but... Um, I know, it's fucking not drinking beer and just getting fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <okay. laughs> Not the, not the fucking painted picture back there. You know what? I love the script. Eric Leaf, United States Coast Guard, aka Puddle Pirates. Puddle Pirates. Oh, fucking hell. So, yeah, when we're not defending little puddles of water, um, I guess we saved some people, but it was cool. Yeah. So. Where, I, where I, were you stationed at? I was stationed in San Pedro, California. But uh, we never, we didn't do anything there, hardly ever. We uh, went up to Alaska, I think I did three all-packs is what we called them, Alaska patrols. Maybe four, but uh, I saw Juno, Kodiak, Adak. Um, the most intense time I saw was seven SAR cases in three days. Um, but you know, these crazy crab fishermen up in the Bering Sea. Like deadliest catch. Yeah, exactly. But the deadliest catch for large, larger ships. Um, these are boats. These are, these are like you? 40, 50, 60 foot So, like, you, you're telling me that you, like, saved crab fishermen and shit? Oh, yeah. Like, on the Huey helicopters and, like, wired no, no, down? No, no, not Hueys. That was me. 
No, but you were on we, the ship. We had dolphins, which were Swedish-made. Um, I don't think they were... They are like swore. I can't even say it. don't even matter. But uh, they had enclosed rear rotors. They were a Swedish-made helicopter. And uh-huh. at the end of my tour, they were starting to switch over to some um, Seahawks, which are basically Blackhawk, you know, Blackhawks or Jayhawks. Sure. Um, but no, it, and the helicopter oftentimes couldn't rescue people. That's why, you know, they, the, the TV wants you to think that, oh, my God, the Coast Guard brings a boat in and the helicopter saves people. No, mm-hmm. But no. Um, in Alaska, the Bering Sea, when we were there, and crab, like, when you get king crab in the season, it's not, it's not favorable weather. So most of the time, our helicopter was in the hangar enclosed and couldn't even go out. Oh, no shit. Very, almost, actually, I, I can't. Actually, no, I, I can't think of. I, I mean, we might have had one helicopter rescue. The rest of it was, we're going in and dropping small boats in the water, all hands on deck, and going out there and saving these boats. On huge, like, Coast Guard ships, like the ones that you... Yeah, I was on a 378, almost 400 feet long. And so I remember we were towing a boat, and we were trying to get to another boat, but another crab boat got those that crew off. And it was already props up, and then we went and dropped those people off, and then we had another boat that ran aground at the cannery or where they drop off the fish, mm-hmm. and we were getting that boat on, and then we ran right back out to shoot with the 50 cows. We sank the boat that was props up, and then we went and saved another boat. So, yeah, it was, uh, I, I kind of describe it as life in the gray. It was uh, dark gray water, light gray sky. And that would alternate a little bit, but it was thirty foot swells, and you were always constantly. Yeah, some of that shit is gnarly. Just out crazy. There. No, yeah. it was. But you're on a big ship. I mean, it's not like. Um, but still, that fucker was going up and down and up and down. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I never felt danger, but I'm, it, it's crazy. It's it is. And I mean, the crab boats fun. out there are what fucking hundred feet, hundred twenty. No, feet? no, no. The, those are the big ones you see on Deadly Sketch. Oh, those okay. ones don't sink very often. Right. We, so I, there's even we were never ones. we were never involved in a, a interdiction or a, a rescue operation on one that big. Okay. All the boats we saved were like, you know, 60, 70, under a hundred foot. So they weren't no big crab boats. They're four or five crew, and they would be flipping you off when we tell them to dump their load. <laughs> like dump your load so we can save your life, and they'd be like. Fuck you. <laughs> but you know, it's funny up there in Alaska too. Like you go to Kodiak, and I love, I love the people in Alaska, and I had a great time up there. But they see the Coast Guard, and they'd be all pissed. I mean, they, they just—I feel like they're like cops yeah, today. Like a burden. Like, like you see a cop today, you're like, fuck you. If you're some people, not me. Yeah, I always right. say thank no, you for your service. That culture, yeah. But they hated us. Because we always thought we were against them, but we're never against them. We're, we have to do our job. You're going to save your goddamn that, life if well, shit goes we're, south. we're there to protect, when we were there, we were there to protect the, the crap. We're there to protect the the sustainability of crab fishing and everything else. So we were never out there to pick on anybody. So people would really dislike us. But then, of course, when you're both sinking and the Coast Guard shows up, then you're like, thank you. Yeah. Hey, we're all for it. We love the crab fishermen no matter what. And That's you know cool. what? And we, most of the time, we get them under tow. We get them into the fishery. And they would get their three or four hundred thousand dollars in crab for four or five crew members. 
and that's what got these guys through. And some of them went down off the coast, uh, you know, in the lower latitudes, and and did fishing in the summer and stuff. But this is this is these guys' life. So right. if they don't bring that crab in, they don't make any money. They can't sustain the family. So right. so it's kind of a big fucking deal. So yeah, we we got the whole thing. I don't so know, what? I don't know how we got into. It. You're really good about. I didn't. I thought we were gonna be talking about goose hunting. No, well, no, we are. You, no, you were supposed about, to do a brief introduction. Yeah, that was. No, he brought it up. Well, no, I was just asking. I was just fucking asking. <laughs> but we can talk about whatever the fuck we want. Because guess what? It's our fucking show. We can do whatever. The fuck no, we but want. you know what? That was fun. About the, that was the good times. The Coast Guard was saving people, and I, I enjoyed my time in Alaska. Lots of great times. That's good. But yeah. What yeah. Uh, What part of Colorado are you from? Originally from. Alma, Colorado, which is up by Fair Play and South Park. Okay. Um, up in the highest, mountains. Highest incorporated town in the United States of America, 10,500 and some feet. Um, but I did live in um, Palisade and Grand Junction when I was a kid as well. Western Slope, okay. Yeah, Western Slope. Where are you at now? Um, little Town. Little Town. Okay. Little Town. Actually, all three of us are from Everything? Oh, no, except no, for Tim. He, he's thinking about living in little town <laughs> I just have a, a basically a, I just bought a house and I'm turning it into a rental so yeah yeah Tim is actually one of the few entrepreneurs that pick um, rental property flips which is an op- you know it's, yeah. it's awesome it's a very difficult thing to do I've been in construction my whole life and uh, I commend Tim for doing that and it's actually pretty cool that he has been doing that successfully, so he's got a flip. Yeah, how many, real quick, yeah, Tim, awesome. how many, how many flips are you working on right now at one time? Uh, one flip. One flip. And I have six rentals going, and I'm gonna, probably going to have four more. Before. That's a big fucking deal, especially in Colorado, because, like, the housing right now, I mean, we'll, we'll touch on this for a hot minute. The housing in Colorado is absolutely in fucking sane. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. The average house in Colorado doesn't last more than, what, fucking six days? And half the time it's cash offer or you have to come up well, the, fifteen, twenty thousand 20000 above listing. Uh, there's a few different areas of that. But, yeah, in the Denver market, it's the average house is, I think, is about 800000 unless it's changed since the last time Well, fuck, just my house. And they're less than 30 days in the market and mostly cash offers. In yeah. fact, there's venture capitalists that are offering people that are – they they work with a mortgage broker and like say you're solidly qualified and they have enough money they'll buy the house for the person that's qualified just to beat out cash offers because yeah. cash offers are well and part of the problem is guys, there's so. there's a lot of people out west like in California that are selling their fucking shit houses for six seven eight hundred thousand and they're coming over here and doing the exact same fucking thing that they did in California paying all cash and then half of them. They haven't gone to Texas yet. They're they're doing I, it in Texas. Right I don't now. know where they're going to go. They're after turning they re- to Colorado. But where where are they going to move oh, yeah. to after they ruin Colorado though? They're going to try to go to fucking Texas. I mean, they're well, a fucking vi- Joe Rogan's in fucking Texas. They're like a virus, man. They're just going to come into you know. And even and the funny part is like, now we're going to shift into political for a hot second. Fucking Joe Rogan on his podcast was just like, you know, hey. I get that a lot of people from California are moving out to Texas because they're tired of all the political shit in California. Fair enough. But he said that you need to vote a certain way so that doesn't fucking happen yet. He said that straight on his podcast. Exactly. You know, and it's a, it's about you know what, this, this, we're talking about Joe Rogan, which is a he's a pretty big liberal. He over is the liberal. Oh, I know. And what uh, is he fucking saying? Wow. You know what I mean? So, not to get off topic, but. <laughs> 
like, I just think it's funny how, like, even after the election that was supposedly real or whatever the fuck, all the mail-in ballots and all that fucking shit with the presidential election, like, there's some buyer's remorse there. And there's many, like, Democrats that I've talked to that get what the fuck we were saying. I've oh. not heard one Democrat say, "Man, I am so glad that I voted but for me, Joe Biden." Let me tell you not something. He's no, not they, they have to be though. There was eighty-one million, and he had the most votes of any person know, in the history of the country. He had more than Obama. I've ever heard more than Obama. Of. Come on, what the fuck, man? Man, I don't know if any anybody that ever voted against Obama probably felt bad in some way because first black president, very articulate. You know, I, I like I like Obama. I don't like all his policies, but I liked Obama. I liked the dude. I thought he was a. I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. But he got less votes than Biden. Yeah, and he you could you know <laughs> okay. for you know for a fucking fact you know for a fucking fact that like if they were if they were going against each other like in a Democratic primary that Obama would win ten times over every fucking time. That's Joe Biden kid doesn't know if he's shitting his fucking pants or shaking your fucking hand. Well, that that's probably a different podcast, but there's actually... We'll talk about whatever. That's actually like that one um, South Park episode. Did you ever see that where it's the elections and they have to choose between a douchebag and a shit sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see this? Okay, you gotta look this up. You have to watch this. This shit is so fucking funny. Douchebag uh, Yeah, you have to choose I do know that... Uh, it's like every the election teacher, we gotta do, huh? The teacher on South Park, didn't he like... Kind of, he's like a funny Trump or whatever the fuck. I did see some Hillary shit. Like, you guys, you guys South watch South Park? You know, my high, school, don't watch my South high Park? school was South Park High School. That's awesome. That show so was, you're from the OG South Park. I'm an OG because they modeled that after my high school. Some kids from Woodland Park trying to make fun of the Fair Play kids. Well, now I can't work. Yeah. I lost Park. So let's uh, we'll get back on fucking track here because we we took a fucking left turn. I know that. And we no, took we a did. Did. track. We did. we did. You did. Thank God there's a moderator. <laughs> yeah, moderator. Fuck. Yeah, moderator. <laughs> you know what? Tim's only said like ten words on this whole motherfucker the whole time. You know what? I never it's understood that because moderators do not have moderation. So what the fuck is up? Yeah. Fuck. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> I didn't okay. say a lot of the hunts either. So. Tim That's is, true. And you know, Tim we're is gonna like, talk about that, Tim. Tim is like the most interesting man in the world. That's right. I don't right. say much, but when I do, it's important. What is that author? <laughs> what beer is that from? <laughs> Dosaki. Dosaki. <laughs> Tim, the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> Maybe I can record that, you know, and you can just play it. Uh, yeah. uh, like, uh, I don't have that voice, right? So. Uh, <laughs> Bring your mic up a little bit. Maybe Delsucky's going to send you some beer, bro. Maybe he'll record a voicemail for you. <laughs> That'd be fucking killer, too. <laughs> the most interesting. You know what I love about our group is, I don't think anybody in this group, none of us are hard left or right. We're, you know, we're not in that point. We're all, like, most Americans. Like, the, there's... There's I just a, want shit to be There's right. a new party in the United States. Nobody knows about it. Yet, you used to have the Democrats and Republicans. Now we have the Common Sense Party. And that's the majority of the people in the United States. Like 80%. Majority. But people just don't realize but then, it. But, but we're, we're that, getting traction, though. We're but then the one traction. point, But the one point then, like, just for an example, the 2020 election, you have to pick the lesser of two evils at that point. Isn't that how it's been for a long time? Well, it is. It is. But you know what? In my opinion, they need to put term limits on either motherfucker. I couldn't vote for Reagan, but I imagine people were fucking happy to vote for Reagan. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Fuck yeah. 
They, the guy only did two movies a year because if he made over 200000 any income past that got taxed by 98% because the government was so screwed up and spent so much money that they had to pick taxation over anything else. Which is funny because our country was founded on the Tea Party. I mean, like, we started at the Tea Party with right. we were taxation without representation. And the Declaration of Independence, we, the people, were designed and, and put forth for us to have a voice and have a free democratic society. Man, we are we getting vote. fucking deep on this episode, cuz. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm just saying that we need to get back. We need to get term limits. They do. These, they need a term limit. these assholes out of Washington. All of them. And get back to where us, we the people. Run the motherfucker. Run this country. Well, they and that's not just us. us, but most of us have the same views. We're not like yeah. parties of the past or, or or we're not our grandparents or our parents. We don't care if people, you know, if you're gay or you get married or whatever. And we just want lower taxation. We want to be free. And we want free freedom for everybody. We want, if you want you know to marry, marry your brother, you know, your, your, your boyfriend or whatever. We don't care who you are, how, what your sexuality is, what all that bullshit is. Because we're all people. You know what's funny? It, and I don't remember how 2020 went for Michigan. Was it Republic or Democrat? For, for Michigan? Yeah. Was it Democrat that they supposedly went blue? I'm not sure. I can't remember. I know it was a swing state, but the amount of mask mandates, I don't, I don't think I, I've seen way more fucking less masks, even in job, like when we went to fucking Culver's and like... Cabela's, nobody's wearing yeah, fucking almost, masks. Like even no even mask. the workers. But in Colorado, you'll get fucking beat with a stick if you don't have a mask on. Especially down the I twenty five quarter. It's just fucking crazy that we're in the same country, but they feel like two separate fucking deals. You know, it's fucking insane. But anyway, we're gonna talk about this fucking trip now. Hey, no you, more politics. You, you brought it up, not me, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Um, I'll just talk about whatever you want to talk about. So. Yeah. But you or, you brought that up. I, I don't give a fuck. We can do whatever we want. You want to talk about some geese? We're going to talk about hunting. So you guys, all three of you, never uh, been waterfowl hunting. Correct? That's true. Tim, That's you never correct. been? Never been waterfowl Never no, been hunting. Okay. I did poop in the water once. Okay, I don't care if you pooped in the water, well, motherfucker. You said waterfowling. Water. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. You need to be a fucking comedian because you're fucking. God, God damn, you motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> Slap the knee, That might be a grandpa joke. Yeah. You guys are slow to get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, you guys never, I mean, you guys never, you guys have, most of you have been hunting, but you never got the experience, like, what it is like to set up the blinds and get those grass in and set up decoys and. The amount of work that it legit you have to do to put it in and work and money, work and money, true. What did you guys think of like your overall first experience of getting exposed to waterfowling? I think it was amazing. I think it was cool that we got to um, be so involved in setting it up, you know. And um, Honker Hangers did a really good job in like you know explaining how things were going to go and you know. Um, kind of knowing what I, to expect and yeah. I, so it was just such an enjoyable experience because it just felt like you got to get I your hands trust ready. yeah and I could trust the people that I was with to you know 
they're fun. experts at this. So, what about you, Tim? Uh, um, I loved every part of it. I thought it was great. Uh, doing getting our hands dirty, getting it all set up. Um, to me, it felt like an, like we were setting up an ambush for the birds. Yeah. And it was because you literally say, you know, someone yells out the, the command, kill them. Yeah, kill them. Everybody pops up and starts shooting. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of it, great. It definitely is a ambush. I mean, it feels, I mean. It, oh, it is. It's a straight up ambush because they don't expect it. They have no fucking it, idea. It, it was so much fun because there's a lot of, of sweat equity into it. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes some time. I will, I will say, though, too, first, uh, first day, Scott's like, we need to grass those blinds. We need to grass those blinds. Scott with RTF, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know what? And we did it. And we kind of, and we, no, we, we, we had a good first day. Given uh, the cards that, that we were doing. The next day, we were like, we're like, this is a fucking blind ghillie suit. Like, yeah, you're basically like laying cannot, in a coffin. You cannot find this shit. And yeah, no, had, no. And we, we had, we had way better. better cover in that second field than the first day. By a but, lot. But there was another factor too. The first day we were we were backed up to a different field with a different cover. Right. We were in the middle of the field the second day. Mm-hmm. So it was actually it was actually harder and worse because you're out, when you're in the middle of a field you're gonna stick out no matter how much cover you put on when you have eight lines next to each other. Right. Yeah. And we still freaking like The guys were seriously still stuffing like corn stalks into the blinds I mean, we got right up before three, we started shooting. We got up at 3.30 every morning, met dawn by 4, and we were in the field by, say, 4.30. So from 4.30 to shooting light, which was about 6.50, 6.50-ish, yep. somewhere in there, we, we were camouflaging the fuck out of them. There was one guy well, that was, was. there was one guy, there was one guy that was doing decoys, fun. there was one guy doing decoys, and everybody else was doing fucking blinds. Like, the hide is the most fucking critical part. Move your mic up closer to you. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, I mean, I know you're laying all sexy-like. Hello. <laughs> but, uh, so you got to get your hands dirty. What did you actually think of, like, how they actually work and how there's, like, different swings and, like, the calling? Like, what did you guys think of, like, all that stuff? The calling was incredible to listen to because you guys sounded so fucking realistic. Like, seriously. Like, it's really something that I would like to learn how to do at some point. I have but a tutorial. Yes, I, I heard. Yeah. I, I'm pretty damn sure that I watched it before I came here because I was watching videos on my way to the airport. I was like, I, I better, like, learn something about goose hunting before I go there and look like a complete asshole. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I saw yours. I That's thought, awesome. That guy looks so familiar. And I think it really is because that. But, um, so I thought that was really cool. And then... Um, just know you guys knowing the bird behavior like they're gonna swing oh they're gonna go they're gonna do this you know like you could totally call it you yeah know? and like nine and that's, times and that's from experience yeah that's right like don's been oh fuck don's been hunting his entire life i mean he's probably got 30 plus years of experience i mean i've only got 10 years of it but it's every day if you don't shoot if you don't shoot anything you're learning something you know so that's that's the nice part about it. It's the more experience you get with it, the more you're going to be able to read the birds and understand them and know what kind of calling they like and stuff like that. What about you, Tim? Would you? Oh yeah, I mean, I was definitely impressed. I could tell I was around people that uh, knew what they were doing. For yeah. Sure. I was like, man, these guys know what they're doing. They sound just like these guys, you know. Right. And then obviously, you guys 
do what you were doing. So like, what did you know? think, like, when, do you guys remember on the first day with those migrators, how they were really way up high, and we were able to call them all the way down, and, like, literally they were within 30 yards? Wait, wait. They, they better not be able to remember that. Because I couldn't see shit. Because you told me to keep my head down. So I'm well, like, yeah, you got to I'm like, the high, and I'm like, I can't see shit. And you guys are all talking. I'm like, I couldn't see any birds. You were peeking. You were peeking. Yeah, see, that's why we didn't get as many birds. <laughs> it's because of your bald fucking head. <laughs> I mean, you know, it shines. It, sh- like, it shines. Give away our bald. position like a You're peeking. like... You're like Mr. Fucking Clean, but I, I tell you, what, I never <laughs> don't. I never, I never put my head above that height once. I was always like under the thing. Down. Yeah, because they can pick up the the glare off your face. Even through the net, I was like, that, that, yesterday I was like, <laughs> can they see my eyeball shine? Like, like all worried. You know, like, I was always like had the middle of my hat down. I did too. <laughs> Until the everything. end, when I kind of thought about it a little more, I was like, "No, oh, they're like heads are completely up." Yeah. But um, I still stayed a little bit low because I didn't want to be the the one that caused them to fly away. But yeah, I think that's like the, <laughs> like new like new hunters that do this. That's their biggest fear is to fuck something up. Yeah, well, because there's a whole group of people that are depending on all these birds coming in, and you don't want to be that one. You don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And I mean, I don't think we ever we never had birds flare. Like birds that are coming in and they're coasting and then they just, they don't necessarily slide, they get the fuck out of Dodge. Like you know what a difference between a slide and a flare is. Flare is they are backpedaling and they're getting the fuck out of there. We never had that. So between day one and day two, you guys all did a fantastic job because we never flared birds one time. Did we have a couple of slides because maybe a decoy placement or Something like that, absolutely. Or, yeah, there was a bag in the second day, and or maybe our blinds weren't as covered, you know, as the first day. I mean, they pick shit out. And, you know, Eric, fuck, you did a great job the second day of fucking camoing everything in. That was my yeah, purpose. You did. That was, yeah, you did a very good job. For a rookie, uh, you did was, a very I good job. dedicated boy. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. dude, I went to every I went every line all the way down all the way back. I was yeah. just like really He was really he was bringing me shit to fucking stuff into the fucking line. <laughs> Here I am trying to set up decoys, help out Don a little bit. He's like, Hey man, stuff this fucker in there. For being in the middle of a field and being two feet above the Did field, you ever have any doubts? Yeah. Did you guys ever think like did you ever think to yourself at one point, like, especially on the second day, like, this isn't gonna fucking work? These guys are fucking high. <laughs> do you guys ever had, do you guys ever think of that? I had confidence in you guys. I just felt like I knew that you guys had come out here many times and that you know, you've you've got the experience in it. So I just fully trusted you guys and just trusted the whole process. Yeah. And just knew that you guys are genuinely for the entire trip, everybody involved has wanted to make this the best trip possible for us. Oh, and so yeah, absolutely. I knew that everyone was going do their best to make sure that we got as many birds as we could and that would be a good experience for us. And yeah, that's the worst us. thing in the world for any of us would be like if we shot nothing. I yeah. met everybody there, talked to everybody I know. Yeah, I mean, I know you guys. And quite honestly, I'm, I am very impressed that we even got one bird. Really? Yeah, because you guys are all a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> now, can, now, let me ask like, you. We were at the tournament together. I had doubts. We saw how we were shooting there, okay? We've improved since. Let me ask you, Tim. Uh, did you ever think, uh, like, ever, like, this was ever going to work for you? Like, 
at all? Uh, I mean, if I had doubts, it probably would have been the first day, but even on a day that um, supposedly really, I mean, it felt great to me, but I know that, you know, the, the temperature and having no wind and all these yeah, things. Yeah, the no wind were, really, really fucked us. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big guy that says results are excuses, so... I mean, it's a bluebird day, it's warm, there's no breeze. I mean, is that really that big a deal? That is a huge fucking deal. It I is a know. massive deal. I don't know. Because of, because of a couple of factors. A, I'm wondering how big a, a great deal question, is actually. it, because we still shot a lot of birds. No, you did. And I, we shot 13 on the first day, which was very respectable for what actually, we were dealt. Actually, the final count was So, low. it's just that you guys are so good that you're used to getting a missing bird, shit, remember? Like, yeah. To us, it was a lot. Like, we were excited that we had any birds. Like, yeah, I mean, really, like, veteran guys are like, well, 13 birds between however many people. That's not very many. But, I mean, that was a big fucking deal to us. Because, and here, to answer your question, Eric, with the sun and the bluebird day, they can see everything. They can see shadows. They can pick up things. Glare, especially. Um, when you have an overcast day, you don't have the shadows. Everything's dull. You don't have the shine, anything like that, so it's more suitable for hunting. Um, when it comes to the wind, that's a huge factor for geese um, because they use the wind to stop when they're coming in, like when they're locked and they're coming to land in the field. They use the wind, they go into the wind to basically as a break, like you play the wind. So. Like when we set up the blinds on day two, notice that the wind was at our back because they're coming to our faces, right? So when you don't have any wind, you have no direction to set the pocket or the hole, the kill hole. Notice that on the first day and the second day both, we didn't have very many decoys in front of the blinds because that's where we wanted them to land, right? So basically you, you are dictating, you are running the traffic of these birds and where you want them to be. So like, I don't know if you guys noticed, but on the second day especially, we did move some decoys quite a few times because they kept sliding off to the right or they kept wanting to land behind us. Um, so you basically use those decoys not only to bring the birds in, but you're using them as blockers as well. You don't want them to land there. You want to make it act like there's a bird already there and you want them to land in that big pocket. That makes there. sense. So yeah, it's, a, it's actually a big deal. There's, there's legit, there's an art to it. And Don, because of his experience, knows that art very, very well. Well, 30 years, he probably has about two to 2,500 hunts, I'm guessing. Oh, fuck. I don't even imagine. It was funny, because when me, Scott, and Don, on the end of the second day, was walking back to go get the pickups, he was telling Scott, he's like, you know how many fucking birds I've shot in this field in the last 20 years? And... There's no fucking number on it. It's yeah, it's, it's probably way. fucking unlimited. Are you trying to do some math right now? Wow. I think he just popped a fuse. Yeah, I was gonna say I think he's having a stroke. It's gonna be a while. <laughs> However, you are a fucking boat guru. I'll give you that. That's true. Yeah, fucking he, guy. He is a boat pro. Yeah. Hey, he's probably shot between seventy-five hundred and ten thousand birds. So. In twenty years. Yep. And you know what the scary thing about that number is? He's probably fucking right. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, it's in fucking insane. So, I guess the main question is, would you guys do it again? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely not. Liar. No, I'm going 
Democrat, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would do it again if we were in A-frames. No, I'd, I'd do it both times. I mean, it was fun. Yeah, I, I have a fuse back, and it was very hard for me to get out of those laying positions. Um, but you were able to do it, though. I still had fun. I still do it again. But yeah, A-frames. I'm, well, we'll see if somebody I know will let me A-frame shoot in Colorado. Well, I already told you guys. You guys are fucking hot. I know. We're, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're going to do it again, for sure. But I like it. I, it was fun, dude. I'm... I'm from the mountains. I'm from hunting families. Um, and just, I've been on a few hunts and not had good experiences for deer and elk. And this this was a good experience. Yeah. Our and, uh, uh, co-host, uh, Caleb, actually went elk hunting. And for the listeners, you guys already know that he went elk hunting. Um, I can tell you that he did not shoot an elk and that he backpacked for like 50 fucking miles and didn't get to even draw his bow. Oh. So I can tell you for a fact that Caleb's first time, he actually came back early, but that was for another reason. But I don't know if he'll do it again. We'll find out. I got to talk to him. We'll find out. But that's why I wing shoot, because I ain't fucking climbing mountains and shit and all that. There's no fucking <laughs> way. Tim, would you fucking waterfowl hunt again? Oh, absolutely. Not yeah. even a question. Not would, even how would you guys feel about ducks? Yeah, I'd love to try ducks. <laughs> ducks is a... Yeah. Ducks is a different... What the fuck, Harry? Uh, ducks is a little He's bit different. He's been working on that Those are my whole people. trip. Ducks are? <laughs> yeah. And I want to shoot my people. Let's go. What the fuck? <laughs> You're fucking stupid, bro. How many fucking beers have you drank on this trip? Yeah. Three. <laughs> Three in the last fucking twenty minutes, motherfucker. I have not had any beers in the last twenty minutes. That's a lie. What is that? What's We've been, been, here. Yeah. We've been here for twenty minutes. Right. Well, I, fuck! I how long is this episode right now? I'll tell you how long we've hey, fucking been here. Don't pour it out on my bed. This forty room? minutes. Yes, this is my room. Forty minutes. Oh, what the fuck? That's fucked. Um. Wow. You're uninvited. So. After we, wow. got, <laughs> after we got done hunting up in the thumb, we went down to uh, Clay, Michigan, where Scott's at, and we went sturgeon fishing. We didn't get anything, unfortunately, but it wasn't the old college try. We did fucking give her a swing at it, but uh, what'd you guys think of that? That was really fun. That was exciting. The anticipation, I guess, you know. Of, yeah, like, the build-up of it. Leaving, you know knowing that there's these huge fucking fish under us these dinosaur like fish prehistoric yeah yeah they're so creepy looking so different you know um so i guess that experience of just going out there to to go fishing right. for them the you know being and we did it at night we did it from like fuck what was it like seven o'clock to like almost midnight yeah yeah we were out there for quite i mean it was time. it was a while but what about um, you tim what do you think yeah i mean i i enjoyed it 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 was beautiful weather. Oh yeah, it was gorgeous. It was, it was perfect. Now, this whole uh, weekend's been like that. Yeah, it's been. It was. A, I don't know if it was a full moon, but it was pretty. Pretty close fucking too. close, yeah. So there was plenty of light, and it was just good times. We were just, you know, we might not. It was relaxing. It gets you. It gets you away from the everyday hustle of what you're dealing with. It, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. When we weren't catching fish, we were just talking, and you know. I mean, you guys was, were calm, like talking yeah. your military like no offense but 
I don't know. Half the time you guys are talking military, I'm like, well, I have no idea what the fuck. You're talking about. <laughs> All those acronyms. Yeah. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> Would you go sturgeon fishing again, Eric? Probably absolutely not. I was terrified. I hate being on the water. That's a lie. You lying motherfucker. We went to a boat. Okay, side note, real fast. We went to a boat show today. And the first fucking three minutes of this boat show, we walk through the fucking gate at this boat show. We lose Eric. We don't know where the fuck he's at. So we just start walking. Half an hour later, we fucking find him. But you went on like what? 13 boats and you were talking about him? I don't know. I mean, you you and Gatto. Oh yeah, over the whole trip. Yeah, but yeah, you guys fucking walked on like sixty fucking boats. We were there for like six fucking hours. We were there. For like that was your element. You're a boat guy. You like boats, bro. Like nice boats, and I'm not talking like. I just hate the water. What? <laughs> you lying on the back We're not talking like little dinghy boats either. We're talking like wakeboard boats, wave boats. Surf boats, wakeboard boats, yeah. What what boat do you have? Just hypothetically. Uh, 2019 Tiger RZX23. So. Um, what's the beam on it? The beam? I don't even know. Oh, fuck. I asked you a question about boats that you don't know. I don't know beam and length. I know length. It's 23 and a half foot. But fuck. I know the displacement. I know the... Somebody's ballast hole, but yeah, I don't know the beam is. Ooh, I got him with the stumper. How wide is the pickup? What's well, the beam? Well, what's, a, what's, a, what's a width of a lane? Is it eight feet? Eight feet is a lane, yeah. It's like, gotta be somewhere in between. A car lane? Car lane. No. Yeah. Really? Well, it's probably like 7.5. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is like barely in the Oh, lane. yeah. Every time you drive it. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty wide. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be seven foot, yeah. Yeah. Well, you loved the boat show. What about you, Tim? You like that boat show? Yeah, it was okay. I mean, I'm, um, I'm not in the market for a boat, so... Yeah. But you I were still... saying that if you ever lived on the water or was in Florida or anything like that, you'd be interested. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I would be. There were some nice fucking boats here. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where we were at in Michigan. I know it was on Lake St. Clair, but God forbid, that was a... There was a fucking lot of money sitting there. Again, it was a beautiful day. And oh, we were outside enjoying it. So yeah. 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 I, I hate, mean, they had I hated the sun and good conversation and friends. <laughs> God, you're a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> God damn. Well, um, I'm glad you guys enjoyed yourselves. Um, in fact, I'm trying to think of something else to talk about. Wow. We also got to go fishing off the sky. Oh, that's right. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we did do that. Oh. We what about the Chris crab? As I say, the fucking. Oh, yeah. What the fuck, bro? Yeah, you oh, love that, that boat. Right. It's a fully wood boat. We say fuck. Okay. Are you fucking kidding me? I've been saying it for the past 45 minutes. Why well, here? What do you mean that? So I can come on the show if I had Tourette's? That might be a little hard. Shit, come fucking love those. Okay, God, hey, easy okay. now. <laughs> we can say the seven words you can't say on TV. I guess. I, I guess I've never been asked that question. It's because you shoot young. You, uh, you guys did catch. You guys did catch quite a few fish. How many fish you guys catch? Because you and Tim and you guys were catching the shit out of Scott's dock. I think Linda was the first one to catch a fish. 
Or maybe Scott's daughter. I know she. <laughs> yeah, she did. Dude, oh, these these girls are like what nine? Six and six ten, and maybe. Ten, yeah, they got uh, the little princess reel. Yeah. Well, this is my freaking Disney princess reel. Sorry. Why are you knocking my mic over? <laughs> and like just. I'll put a worm on. Uh, uh, boom. Uh, uh, boom. Panfish, I mean, like, panfish. Yeah, bluegill. Actually, Linda at one point said, I think I can catch more fish off the princess reel. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Dude, That's we, we got the tiny fish, like tiny fish, and then larger fish and the suckers. I mean, no, you I got think a pike. Yeah, so a pike. we had sucker, pike, bluegill. Rock bass. Rock bass. And then oh, uh, bullhead. Bullhead and the little one. And a catfish. Like, fucking. And eight, I, ca- I caught a couple seven, of sunfish or whatever. Yeah, and sunfish. So, eight or nine vi- varieties of fish. Right. And. But it was relaxing. We were trying. It was relaxing. Like it was fun. Yeah, I mean, because you, you guys are like in the hustle and bustle of every day. And going back to the last episode with Scott, he was saying that. Uh, 22 veterans commit suicide every, every day. Every day. Every day. And that's every a big fucking deal. Day. And I, in my opinion, not only the government, but the public needs to do more to stop that shit because that's ridiculous. Well, we, we should have more awareness on TikTok. And there been, needs to we, be. And we've been seeing it all weekend. And seeing here's every, everything. 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 <laughs> but maybe we should be seeing every day. Every day, That's 22 true. fucking vets every day. Yeah. Yeah, we want to be fucking having fun, but maybe sometimes we, we should think about that. Well, and the, here's the other thing. That's our, bullshit. Our current situation with our administration doesn't give a fuck about anything. Like, they were they more worry about immigration and all that bullshit and letting everybody in over there and taking care of them and, like, all the Afghanis that came over on planes and taking care of their asses, but we can't take care of our own here. We have and that, that pisses me We off. have 12,000 people that are not from this country mm-hmm. living in our country under a fucking bridge in unsanitary conditions, and most the of homeless, them are yeah. unfucking vaccinated. So, yeah. What it's, do they care about? Exactly. It's fucking control. I think more than awareness, because I, mean, <laughs> I think everyone's pretty aware that veterans commit suicide at a higher rate than most other people. Same thing with first responders. But, um,. I think that what is really helpful is when um, people that are former military um, make like support groups and become counselors, like licensed counselors, or um, get into psychology, and they're able to help other vets because uh, the the biggest thing with the guys um, that I've talked to that suffer from severe PTSD, which um, if you come back, I mean, if you go to war and you don't come back a little different, there's something wrong with you in the first place because right. there's not one person that should ever be mentally okay with the things that you see or do um, in that kind of a situation. But um, vets are less likely to just go to a civilian provider and just and just tell them all these terrible things that, that they've seen or heard because a lot of times you, you're like, well, they won't. They won't understand me. They won't even get what I'm saying. Like, how are they supposed to help me? Because they have no idea. They cannot fathom what, what I'm talking about. Right. But if they're talking to another vet, well, then that's the difference. Because then they, they feel like someone can actually help. They, they know what I'm saying. 
You know, yeah. there's something oh, yeah. that gets me. I can say this and to see, somebody. The one nice thing with RTF that they really strive to do is they try to get people with like similar like deployments and they also try to get people from their platoons that they actually served with. I mean that and that right there is a big fucking deal because not very many well, people do Well I think that. Linda just got hit on the head but maybe a, another organization or maybe even part was Let's face it, Scott Gatto does a lot for vets. He's oh, absolutely. He's the that guy's that fucking busy. Heads up, um, reunite the fight. But a veteran to veteran crisis line. Because if you're a vet, and you, when I call the VA, I'm, I'm not a suicide c- candidate ever. Um, actually, I've well, my back pain was at a certain point. I did think about ending it, but it wasn't because of combat or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of pain, just pure pain. Right. But if you had a vet to vet, like, so if somebody's having a hard time, they call in and they talk to Linda, Linda is going to be better at, at talking that person down than just somebody else. Like me. Like me. I'll we'll just use me for an example. Crazy. I'm not gonna and I already said it once. I like when you guys are talking military shit, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. I don't have the same frame of reference. Yeah. As what Linda or Tim or even you, Eric, would have on any of that. Well, no, so it's going to be completely... only Linda as far as combat. She's well, that's true, but I mean... Well, I was like, in Jordan, which was still considered combat zone, but it wasn't like how a lot of these guys are like... But you still, know, I mean, the fact... Like, like, like I said, and I told you guys this earlier, like, there's no fucking way... Like, I, my my daughter, 16 months. Her name is Magnolia Ray. Love her to pieces. I mean, you guys heard me talk to her on the fucking phone. Oh, yeah. We know you love her. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Linda. Fuck you, Eric. (laughs) But there's no fucking way... Even if I was going into combat or not going into combat, that I could be... I had a hard time leaving her on this trip. This is the longest that I've ever been away from my daughter. And let alone to go serve or to go into combat or anything like that, there's no fucking way I could do that. It's just you have to change your frame of mind and say, yeah, I'm doing this for for her benefit, you know. I'm right, but I don't know her. if I can physically, I mean, obviously physically, but mentally, <laughs> I don't know if I could ever do that, period. Well, he, yeah, you can't put that on him. I mean, no. most people don't get that. We have a, we're at the end, the, we're, we're at tailing end of what happened on September 11th. So, right. um, I was in... I was out before September 11th. Mm-hmm. See, I joined because I served of because my and dad Tim, you served were, because Tim, you were out before that. Yes, I was. I right. had actually been out a few months before that. Okay. Yeah, my, da- my dad's a very decorated veteran in the Vietnam War and a war hero and fucking badass. And I didn't even want to go in the military and my ASAP scores were high and they kept fucking bugging me. And on a whim, this Colorado boy goes in the Coast Guard. I'm, I'm going to the ocean. <laughs> um, From the mountains. <laughs> but, you know, and then I get out, and so uh, I have a hard time sometimes because people are like, if they know I'm a vet or and a disabled vet, or thank you for your service. I'm like, thank Scott Gatto. Thank Linda. The, you know, thank the people that were actually... You know, in the shit. In, there's an inside the wire and outside the wire when you're in a war zone. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even outside the country. I would, you know, I've 
I was here. So right. That's kind of a, a hard thing. But but that was still an important mission. Yeah, I mean, I know, but everybody had their place. Like, well, even Tim. Well, I'm like, saying Tim had his like, place with intelligence and stuff like Austin's that. Austin's like, I, I didn't serve nothing. Dude, you, you were born after fucking 9-11. The people that were here... No, that, I was born before... Yeah, no, was no, before. no, no. What I'm saying is, you were not at an age... Oh, no, 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 no. Watching that... Sh- when you... If you were fucking a, a male or female of fighting age or close to it, and you saw right. the fucking towers fall... You were, probably right. like 15, you were like, 15. I'm going after these motherfuckers that attacked my country. Right. And everyone was on board. There was American flags everywhere. We were all fucking in. I all in, all the that, time. That right. time of America when... I, I mean, not what had happened because that was so tragic but like the way that everybody came together afterwards was like incredible to see like I, the patriotism that you hadn't seen in a long time I, I haven't seen it since I posted a post <laughs> on Facebook not too long ago and I don't remember my exact words but I was just like somebody saying something like that and I was just like you know I for it's been about 10 years and I've seen this decline it's not about patriotism because this country was not founded on blind patriotism it was founded on the fact that it was being mis people were being misrepresented. There was taxation without representation. I know I said that before, but I mean they were like, We're not getting what we deserve, so we wanted a free nation and they made it. In seventeen seventy six, if I'm not mistaken, we became the first country in the history of the world to fucking have a democratically free elected Society and that just has spawned so much positivity in the world, and and we've had a ripple effect. And there's like two hundred and I don't know, some two hundred some odd free sovereign nations now. I mean, so it was a good thing. And after nine eleven, it was a bad thing. But for ten years, and I, I, or ten or thirteen or fourteen years. But in the last seven to ten years, I just feel like we've had a, a huge decline in just how people treat each other. It wasn't about, I'm all about America, I'm all about, it's not a fucking blind faith. It was just, maybe it was a blind faith, but not in a country, but in people. Well, do you remember they used to show like what was going on overseas and the war and the, and the soldiers that were there you used to hear about it on the news and then after a time nobody talked about it anymore and there's people that didn't even know that there were still soldiers over there dying right because the news stopped talking about that and they talk about you know the kardashians and shit or whatever All else. That, well yeah but they stopped talking about it, so media, it was out of sight and out of mind and it media went on for wants fucking 20 years talk about what sells and that didn't sell anymore yeah but I'll, I'll tell you what though the people that fought, the people that didn't fight, the people that are here in America. I know people in my age range. All the people Which is actually nine, very old, and, just so the listeners Yeah, very know. old, very old. <laughs> yeah, just so you know, I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> You're an old motherfucker. They <laughs> found a fossil of my toenail, just so that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, even us old guys, I'm 47, but... Uh, no, it it wasn't about patriotism. It wasn't about, you know what? People still voted Democrat, Republican, which is kind of stupid because well, we, we were should all not Americans. have two two parties because the United States is much more diverse than that. But what I'm saying is, there was still 
you know, he had a buddy. Hey, uh, I didn't vote for your guy. Well, I didn't vote for your guy. And, you know, they'd be a little jab or two, but... The focus, not not the, like it is now. The focus was on, hey, are we getting the people that have fucking attacked us? Attacked fucking freedom. Like, these people didn't, like... Not, they didn't hate us as people. They hated America as a symbol, and America is a symbol of freedom. Right. And freedom has no control. So let me, let me ask so one So that's question. why we were fighting, and that's what we were missing. And that's what we, the people that were here, when the fucking towers went down, and that's the thing we see that's gone. And that's the thing we see that's missed. Mm-hmm. These people, it's not, it's patriotism, but it's not patriotism, blind patriotism. It's not like, well, I'm all about this person or that person or this party or that party. We're about being, not even just about being Americans. I mean, for most of it, it was about being a free society. and We got attacked. And that attack wasn't on the United States. That attack was on freedom. And I feel like now we're under attack as far as freedom goes from multiple facets and directions. Well, let me, let me ask you something, Tim, real quick. You got out in 2000. And tell me to shut up at any time, and if you don't want to answer it, that's fine. Why didn't, why didn't you get back in after that? Because at that time, you were four years was over, right? Okay. Anyway, somehow we got cut off because the max is fucking 60 minutes, but... You know what, though? It's fucking late. It's midnight now. It's almost midnight. We have a flight to catch at 9 o'clock, but we got to get up at, like, fucking 5. Well, i got to go to the gym in the morning. Are you fucking kidding me? Not kidding. You're going to work out? Yeah. Fuck all that shit. I work out. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck all that. Well, real quick, um, I want to personally say thank you for everything that you guys have done. Um... From the bottom of my heart, because that means a lot. I mean, like I told you, there's no fucking way that I could do that shit at all. No fucking way. Um, I guess real quick, would you guys do this shit again with RTF and come out on a trip or recommend well, people to come out I'm, on trips? I'm at, I've already, I already said, you know, I'll read you. Maybe the real thing is to just read from what I said. What about you, Tim? While he's looking that up, would you... Recommend this to anybody? Oh yeah, absolutely. That it was, it's just a. Uh, I mean, if you like being outdoors and talking with people, probably that have the same mindset as you. Uh, the yeah, camaraderie. The camaraderie. Yeah. You are gonna have a good time. Yeah. Good. And you would do it again? Oh yeah, absolutely. Cool. Linda. Um. I would say. I don't want to do it again personally, but I do want other veterans to have a chance to do this. I want as many veterans that can get the opportunity to do this, to take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm definitely gonna stay in contact with you and with Scott and outside of this, we'll hunt. We're gonna hunt for some Oh yeah, for fucking sure. Okay, so I know I'm gonna see you guys again, but um, I, I think that it's really important to be able to reach as many vets as possible, um, especially and, and you're and when you say no, you would you just don't want to take another spot. I don't yeah, want she to take, take a spot. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Spot. See, he gets it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not that yeah. I would. It's not that you didn't like her. No, I yeah. loved it. It was amazing. But I want but to you spread could, that. If you could do it again and people. not take a veteran spot, you would do it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, they, I, I think a lot of people would have missed 
Misca. Yeah, no, yeah. that's a good clarification. No, it's it's because I, I want as many people, as many veterans. I mean, you're talking to Scott about doing stuff down in Texas, which would be. Yeah. Actually, she's talking about doing it again because she's talking about sponsoring her own event for RTF. That'd be fucking cool because you got a big ranch down in Texas. Yeah, um, so um, there's um, a, a, a veteran, a female veteran. She was also a staff sergeant in the Army that um, Scott knows, and uh, she had talked about getting a, a women's veteran camping trip kind of thing put together, and I was like, hey, I got this ranch in Texas. That would be so badass, and we can hunt for some hogs and whatnot. So we'll, hopefully that'll come to fruition. I'd really love for that. Cool. And like a whole like women RTF campaign type thing. Yeah, that'd be so cool. That'd be cool. Like a yeah. well, I think that'd be good. And, and I don't like the separation, but I do, because like, we're all vets together. We're all the same family. What, we all love mean, each other. What but do you mean separation? With doing like a women's side. Oh, oh, because yeah. Because we're all the same to me. Oh, but, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But I also think that women had a different experience than like Linda with us. We're just having fun with her and we got some things from her, but I think she could have helped women vets much more than... Right, and I think, that's, I think that's the goal of what you want to do in texas yeah right and i think that also i mean there is some different challenges that women face in the military and so definitely maybe we can be able to you know talk through those things or share those things and yeah you know what did you find on your text here eric oh well this is what this is how i liked it this is how much i like this it omg oh my god (laughs) what a great experience i don't have the words to thank you and your family shelby and the kids are awesome. This is awesome. a text to Scott. Yep. Okay. Tips Scott got them. And I've sacrificed um, quite a bit of time for you to help veterans. You know, and this is probably not the best. I probably shouldn't just be word, word for word. It was just a quick text. But uh, I'm so impressed with you and your family's dedication to others, and it's truly inspiring. I definitely want to help in any way I can, volunteering, sponsoring, you name it. I want to help. I love the cause, and I love your family. I'm in. I hope we get to hang out soon. Wow. I mean, wow. Thank That's God. awesome. That's fucking great. Yeah. Well, cool, guys. Well, we should probably go to bed because we have a flight to catch in the morning because I'm fucking tired, and I know everybody else is. It's time to fucking end this shit. So, any last words? Yes. Thank you, Austin, so much yeah. for teaching. This is nothing. For teaching me and for coming out here and just just being a cool guy hanging out and I appreciate that you know and I feel like we've all made lasting friendships that um that's something else I think is really important for veterans too um to be able to experience this is to be able to if they feel alone they can meet other veterans that have things in common that you know I think bonds are built when you're going through um different situations you know whether it's a stressful situation or a fun situation like this you know so that's I think is really important. And yeah. thank you to Scott and to Shelby and to Honker Hangers and everybody. Living yeah. Risk. Captain Pete. Yeah. Yeah, Captain Pete. Um, thank you guys Thanks, so Captain. much. You guys made this the best trip ever. Oh yeah, Captain Pete. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Tim? Captain any Pete last too. words? Any uh, thank yous or anything like that? Oh yeah, thanks to everybody that was involved. It was I had a blast. I, mean, I know the other guys did too. Um, it was just so much fun. Good. From start to finish. Awesome. It really was. Good. Good. I'm glad you had a great time and got away from 
home for a little bit because I know traveling with COVID and all that shit was a bunch of fucking shit show, and you actually got to go do something for once. Oh yeah, it was you great. Know? Yeah. What about you, Eric? Any last words? Oh man. We're not fucking talking about political shit, but any last words on this shit? <laughs> I think it's like you pulled the plug. <laughs> I don't know who pulled that plug, but it, it happened. But it, it happened. You it know what? Happen. I had a blast. I might even hang out with Austin again, even though it's probably insanity. It's a what? Insanity. Oh, like, yeah. I'm fucking crazy, but not as crazy yeah, as no. you, though. No, dude. You're, you're fun. We're going to be best friends forever now. No, you don't like it. <laughs> what the fuck? We're gonna shoot some more geese. Oh fuck yeah! I'll teach We're you how to help out the cause. That's cool. Cause you're gonna do some like wakeboard and stuff or whatever. Wave right. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning an event where we're gonna have some veterans come out. And go That'd be cool. Wake surfing, maybe wakeboarding. Um, it depends on the veterans. Or, or wake skating. Um, maybe some bow fishing. But that'd be uh, cool. Yeah, I'm going to volunteer some time and money and dedication to the cause because That's awesome. I do believe in Giving it. Giving back is great, too. So. Yeah, when you look at it, I was fortunate enough to know Linda before we came out. It was just a weird coincidence. Yeah. Um, But, man, like probably a lifelong bond with you and Tim. So. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, man. Great organization, great cause I mean had the best time and well if you guys ever if you guys ever think of uh, a veteran in need or um, want to try to get them on a trip or you want to donate get involved help out whatever you want to do reunite the fight.org um, Facebook Instagram at reunite the fight um, thank you guys for being on the podcast and letting me pick your brains for a little bit I really do appreciate it um, real quick everybody if you want to check out our sponsors reunite the fight uh, Big Frig Coolers, BB Waterfowl, Jim Shoe Decoys, HP Spice Company, Big Frig Coolers. I think I may have said that. But make sure you check out Colorado Custom Game Calls. Uh, waterfowl season is here. It's now. It's ready to fucking go. So if you need a new 970 Mallard or a Colorado Carnage, be sure to pick that up. Uh, ColoradoCustomGameCalls.com. Thanks, guys, for listening. And we're going to end this bad boy. What about the hockey team? Oh, fuck. I almost we forgot. We have a hockey team. We got okay. a shout out what's, for a hockey team. Yeah, what's the name of it? Um, they are Spitfire. the Spitfire hockey team out of Chicago, Illinois. That's right. Spitfire hockey team oh, yeah, they, Chicago, yeah, Illinois. Yeah, there's some good people. Man. Yeah, I tell you, what, we'll give them a real fast, quick 20-second rundown. We were coming back to the hotel after leaving Scott. Uh, they were out in the parking lot. They were fucking tailgating. They were getting fucked up, drinking beer in the parking lot of the fucking hotel. Eric goes over and starts fucking making friends with them. They're cool-ass people. Uh, Spitfire. Spitfire hockey team. Shout-out to you guys. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. And we'll uh, the next episode, I think I'm going to have Caleb on, uh, hopefully, and Jason. And we'll talk to you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Austin here with Colorado Custom Game Calls. Are you looking for a game call for your upcoming season? Are you looking for something unique? Are you looking for a gift for the hunter in your life? Well, look no further. We got you covered. At Colorado Custom Game Calls, you get to put your own twist on these calls. Whether it's waterfowl hunting, big game hunting, predator, or turkey, we got you covered. So be sure to hit us up on our Facebook and Instagram or on the web at coloradocustomgamecalls.com. <laughs> okay, we're doing an audio check real fast. Fucking Eric, go ahead. What's your fucking mic sound like? One, two, one, two, your ass is cute. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Tim. Check, check. Yes, maybe speak a little louder. Louder. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Go ahead. Check. Check. Does that sound good? Loud enough?
We don't know. We'll figure it out. Okay. Um, Thank you. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't know why it was so good. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, I don't always do podcasts, but when I do, I'm awesome. <laughs> Give a fuck, got a heater in my truck, and I'm off to the rodeo. And it's Alamana left and Alamana right. Come on, you fucking let me get your right step right. Get off stage, you goddamn goof, you know. You piss me off, you fucking jerk. Get on my nerves. Well, here comes Johnny with his pecker in his hand. He's a one ball man, and he's off to the rodeo. It's Alamana left and Alamana right, come on, you fucking let me get your right step right. Get off stage, you goddamn goofy, you know. Piss me off, fucking jerk. Get on my nerves. Well, it's 40 below and I ain't got a truck and I don't give a fuck cause I'm off the rodeo Tell about left and down about right Come on, you fucking let me get your right step right Get off stage, you goddamn goof, you know You piss me off, fucking jerk Get on my nerves Well, here comes Johnny with his pecker in his hand He's a one ball man and he's off the rodeo Piss me off, fucking jerk, get on my nerves.